Hi, I'm Becky. And I'm Haley. And this is How to Not Get Killed. What's up? Woo! Woo! That's how <laughs> we're starting. here. <laughs> That's how we're starting today. Just woohoo! Although this oh. case is not woohoo. No. Are you saying, oh, because you smell the breath? Is that what's happening? <laughs> smell the breath? He's all the way over there. <laughs> that, why do you think I was blowing the air in front of my nose? He didn't fart. He no, opened no, no. his mouth. I, I looked at Oscar because I said, woohoo. And then he looked up and I thought maybe he was like, you're ready to party? No, he's probably like, why'd you wake me? Yeah. Also that. <laughs> yeah. No, I smelled him opening his mouth because we we have this thing where every time I he opens his mouth. I love that you're like, did you smell his breath? <laughs> like, honestly, and he's Becky, so far away. If but- I smelled his breath, I wouldn't assume that it was his breath because he's like two meters away from me. <laughs> Trust me. <laughs> you'll fucking know it when you smell it. I And you know what? People are probably thinking like, oh, she must hate her dog's breath. Honestly, I've had this conversation with one of my best friends, Alyssa. If if the science was there to turn Oscar's breath into like a candle or a body spray or pillow spray, I would spend hundreds on it. I know it's disgusting. Yes. I know, but it's smell. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I don't even care how fucked it is. I need everyone to know dog stinky breath is the best stinky breath. <laughs> So you're worried about me smelling it because I'm going to think be, it's stinky. But you'll you, think it's repulsive. I love it. He could it. keep it coming. It's like a good stink for yeah. you. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. All right. I know I'm not the only one. Uh, Alyssa has my back. And I when, don't, I when don't, she listens to this, she will have my back. I, I, I can't say anything. I don't have a dog. So when I get a dog, you're gonna love I his will breath. come back and I'll confirm or deny. Trust me. You're going to love yeah. his breath. All right. Trust me. All right. Trust me. All right. Just trust me. <laughs> just, just trust me. Just, just, just trust me. I swear to God, I'm not that crazy. <laughs> but yeah, so if anybody has that science, don't you dare. You and Drew, I, t- I say this all the time. You and Drew do the exact same thing, the Becky. Like I'm a child or something. <laughs> no, I'm not that crazy. Well, Becky. I don't know. <laughs> it's true. I'm fucking insane. All right. <laughs> so let's just get into it. I don't think we have any updates. Do you have any updates? I don't even know what no. week this is. Where am I? I <laughs> I don't know. I don't freaking know Who these things. Are you? Who are you? Yeah. I I don't know. I don't think there's any I don't updates. Think, I don't think there's anything to update. Um by the, I feel like I always feel like there's no updates, but then by the time this comes out, there's gonna be some kind of like world mass <laughs> catastrophe that's happened. We're yeah, like, yeah, there's no fucking it's at all. Like, how do they not cover that? No, yeah. it's as as of right now in time when we're recording this, nothing's new. Yeah. Aside for aside from this new case, Becky is going to bring you. Well, it's not new, but new, it's new for this podcast. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's 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 good. Okay. So I feel like most people are familiar with this case, but we're gonna just cover it anyways because that's mm. how we fucking roll. Who yeah, gives well, a shit? Well, I've heard of it, but I haven't. I don't know anything about it. Yeah. I only knew just like face value, like tidbits here and there from news sources but yeah it is pretty rough honestly but i do think that just like like i said previously in other cases like any case that involves children in any way it's going to be extra rough no matter what way you cut it yeah yeah like it's just you know fact of life so yeah i think sometimes it's just hard harder to get through those ones when you know you think especially when it happens like within the family yeah 
because you're like yeah. family supposed to be safe. Yes. So it's yeah. like rough when you're like, oh. Well, yeah, I think you almost like with, want it to be an outsider. With the Fred and Rosemary West thing too. I mean, it's horrific what they did to all those girls, but it's also like super horrific what they did to their own children. Yeah. Right. And so that I think that's it feels different. Extra. Yeah. 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 So yeah. So if for whatever reason you didn't read the title of this episode, if that's okay, I'm gonna tell you right now. We're covering the tragic case of the death of Kaylee Anthony. Um, and if hearing about cases that involve children, like this is just not for you, but mm-hmm. you know, so that's okay. Just giving that fair warning now, but we're going to start with a little B who is Kaylee's mother. Um, it's going to get complicated because their names are so similar. And I know I'm- I honestly, when you said that, I was like, did you miss say her name? Like, but like, <laughs> which oh, wouldn't be like- shocking, <laughs> which would not be shocking. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> it's just because they were so similar. I was like, Oh, Kaylee. I thought it was Casey, but I understand now. Yeah. Kaylee is the daughter. Casey is the mother. Yes. Okay. And I, I'm going to apologize now because I am almost certainly going to fuck up at some point. So if you're listening and you're like, oh, I think she meant to say, you're probably right. <laughs> All right. You, it's just safe to assume. Just safe to assume because like they're so similar that it's, yeah. Yeah. So... <clears throat> Casey, she she was born March 19th, 1986. Her parents are George and Cindy Anthony. They play like a big role throughout this whole case, like storyline wise. Okay. But yeah, um, they they all of them at the time, at least lived in Orlando, Florida. Um, also, like, what the fuck is up, Florida? Because like. Is there something you got to tell the rest of the world? Because all of the most fucked up wild cases happen in Florida. <laughs> Are Is you thinking it, of something else in particular? There's so many cases. Like Eileen happened there. Ted Bundy ended there. Oh, like, yeah. He ended there. Yeah, there's just And th- those are just two, but there's so many. There's just so many. The Gainesville Ripper. like Dexter lives in Florida. Dexter. Yeah. <laughs> D- did you finish Dexter yet? No, because. Oh, my God. Because the new season of Ozark dropped. Uh, which. Okay. No, 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 no. Don't, don't know. I'm not done it yet. Y- you, but you saw how angry I was. I know. Okay. I know. <laughs> okay. I'm just saying Dexter it's- is going to be there. He's going to be there waiting for me <sighs> when Ozark is done. Okay. Well, part one. I only have two more episodes left and then I'll be back to Dexter. <laughs> okay. 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 Yeah. All right. Okay. 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 But I, so I just need to know, is it the heat? I feel like it's the heat. So that makes people crazy? Because when I go to Florida, I know what I turn into. It's not nice. <laughs> I I become borderline murderous. So like, yeah, I need answers. I the want heat does make people cranky. Honestly, it does. It does. It's interesting that there isn't that stereotype about the cold because I would assume it would be the like not the opposite, but the cold sucks. And I wonder is there some sort of stereotype about what the co- the cold is supposed to m- make you? I don't know. Emotion wise, I don't know. I I was gonna make a really rude joke about like. Every, everyone in my family here who complains about being cold all the time, but I'm going to just bite my t- <laughs> But I don't think it's like, it's not a stereotype that, oh, being cold makes people cranky. It's the heat. That it's the it heat. makes people cranky. It, and, and, and like, and, it can actually make delirious. you fucking crazy. Yeah, it can. It can definitely, you can get heat stroke and you can, <laughs> yeah. yeah, for sure. <laughs> like, it's just fucking nuts. Hypothermia like, is a lot less eventful. You just kind of freeze and then yeah. you're gone. Yeah. Just, I don't know what it is though. And like anyone who knows me knows that like, I do not fare well in heat. And, and 
<laughs> and it's you not even just, the most serious I've ever seen you right now. <laughs> it's not even like I, when I say heat, I don't mean like, oh, like 45 degree weather. Like it'll be like mildly warm out and I'm hot. Like I'm always hot. Like, oh, and by 45 degrees, she means Celsius. <laughs> oh, sorry. Yeah. Just to clarify. Yeah. I'm, I'm never going to. I'm thinking of people in the States being like 45 that's degrees. freezing. Is not very warm. Um, <laughs> no. 45 but degrees Celsius. That's hotter than the like seventh ring of hell. <laughs> hot, yeah. But so, yeah, I just need to know what's going on there because everyone's just murdering each other. That's where all the crazy cases are. So give me some fucking answers, Florida. All right. Anyone from Florida, just let us know. Have you killed anyone? Because <laughs> we want to know. Do we have Florida listeners? I gotta. I think we do. I think we do. I gotta check the map again. I have to check the map too. I don't know. We I, have. A, I think we do. Which, by the way, every time we check the map, holy shit! Thanks, guys. Like, yeah. there's a lot of you people out there. We see from you all one, over. One person in Tokyo. Yeah, we see you. It could be. It could be multiple. It, I know. I know. It started as it's, a very dim light, and but the light grows. Now it's it's grown. But like, so either they're listening. That first every listener in Tokyo, yeah. we saw you. Yeah, that was awesome. And 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 it only <laughs> lets me zoom in so far, so I can't see what city you're in. It's just like, but there's you just, can't see what house they live in. No, no, I try, Damn. but no. All right, guys, you're safe. You're safe for now until <laughs> I find the technology. Find where you're living because I will find you. But no, it's really cool. It's really cool. Yeah, maybe one day we'll like share a little picture of that map. We should. It'd be cool. And say like, hi to you. Tag everyone in it. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, that'd be so cool. <laughs> and also creepy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. So, yeah. I, I guess I've already lost my place. This is what happens to me. <laughs> it's been nine minutes. But anyway, so they lived in Orlando, Florida. What the fuck is up, Florida? So I'm gonna kind of uh, for this one go like in order of like the chain of events, if you will. Okay. Cause like I know sometimes we like jump around on timelines, but this one's just kind of like there there isn't really like a lot of backstory. Okay. At least initially, but this is just kind of like day one, day two, like mm-hmm. that's that's how I'm I've got this laid out for everybody. And by for everybody, I mean me to make it easier on my my end. <laughs> that's the most important. Yeah. So <laughs> so yeah. Um Let's start with August 9th of 2005. Okay. This is when Kaylee was born. Okay. Okay. So apparently prior to Kaylee's birth on August 9th, Casey had allegedly denied being pregnant multiple times to friends and family. And then poof, just kind of showed up one day on August 9th to her family like, hey, surprise, this is my new baby. How? I I don't know. Like, did she just not see her family for that? Maybe long? Um, because. But it's implied that she lived with her family, so I'm not entirely certain. Interesting. I just it, don't know how you'd hide that. I, like in the late in the later months, like in the third trimester. I mean, yeah, and and she's a pretty thin woman, and I'd like to imagine that it would show nine month pregnant Casey Anthony would show. Yeah, I don't know. Hmm. So, but. I apparently denied it. I don't know who's claiming she denied it, but okay. the claims were there. I don't have those people written down. But she afterwards implies that she had a few different partners, but never actually identified the real father. So there's just no information. There's a few guesses on who he might be. I didn't feel it necessary to like include that in this part, at least. Mm-hmm. Which, by the way, this is a two-parter surprise. Surprise! I don't think I said that in the beginning, did I? I don't think so. I'm saying it now. It's two-parter. Ha ha, got you guys. <laughs> 
So they'll, I mean, they'll already know that though, because it'll it say, part, say part one. Yeah, so. but sometimes yeah. people don't read. No, 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 for sure, for sure. I'm just saying, like, come don't on, feel, guys, don't feel bad that you didn't mention in the beginning because. I, well, you know what? I don't. Be... I don't. <laughs> I I don't feel bad, I and I don't need to apologize. Yeah, I'm a confident woman. <laughs> she says shakily. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we're gonna flash forward three years because nothing suspicious really happened from Kaylee's birth to this date here. So we are now on June 15th of 2008. Kaylee is three years old. June 15th is apparently roughly Father's Day in this scenario. Okay. So um, Casey, like at least from the stories I could gather, um, because there's like a lot of info missing on their story and such, especially like in the beginning, like a lot of little holes that were basically just like anything could have happened from the date of Kaylee's birth until she went missing. But they're um, noted as having like, lived with Casey's parents, so Kaylee's grandparents, um, George and Cindy again, in their Orlando home. There was allegedly a really big argument between the grandparents and Casey on Father's Day, which was June 15th in, um, I don't know why I just put in 2008. Like, I don't need to keep saying the year. Like, I do that too, though, sometimes, I think for my own, like, to remember where I am. That's what I I was doing. like our listeners to know what year we're in because sometimes I listen to a podcast and I don't pay attention at the beginning and then they get into it and I'm like wait what year was it it could be 1969 or it could be yesterday 2010 like (laughs) I don't you know so then I go back to try and find out the year because it's usually only mentioned once so true I think it's fine to mention it a couple of times I will I will mention other years going forward I'll try and stop saying 2008 (laughs) in this particular (laughs) section but you know (laughs) so yeah they had a huge argument like but no one really talked about what the argument was about at least in later accounts um so the parents had claimed that uh, Casey had apparently like made refusals to iron things out after this argument and Casey just kind of like got up and left okay and again, refused to clear things out and talk in person. And she was just like, poof, gone. Took one of the family cars and left and had Kaylee with her. Oh, okay. and she had, okay. Yeah. So fast forward one whole month to July 15th, 2008. I had to say it this time. <laughs> it just, I just had to. 2008, okay. I mean, it was a good year. Usher was, was at the top of his game. Yeah. You know, yeah. Oh, that was a good time. Uh, good times. Just the fashion Think, was at an all-time low. Things were simpler back then. <laughs> I mean, not for the Anthony family, but for us, 2008 was a a nice time. I think. <laughs> yeah, honestly, I don't know why we're like reflecting. 2008 so for me is like peak much, everything. Much music, video downhill. dances, like oh. community dances in the basement of that church. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Grade eight, like being. Like such an uncomfortable time. Such an uncomfortable time, but also like, man, no fucking but, problems. But also you were like about to gra- like graduate elementary school. So you were sort of like the top dog in your yeah. school. And but then you're about you to were go like into- the top dog about to become like the little piece of shit. Yes. Like yeah. grade eight was sort of like, I'm, I've, I've finally figured it out. And yeah. then grade nine, you're like, oh, I'm fucked. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I fucking hate my life. Did yeah. you get initiated in grade nine? I did. No, not really, because I think, well, my brother was in grade 12 when I was in grade nine. Yeah. And I think a lot of the initiations happened on the on the bus ride to school and back because yeah, they were so strict it about it, like in, <laughs> in school, you weren't like, you're not allowed to do like to hate. They drew anything. on me. 
Oh yeah, I remember. I remember like kids in in grade nine like getting drawn on their faces. I think it's because my brother was like yeah. on our bus. So yeah, if they were the like, bus ride home, they were like initiator sister. And I was like, oh fuck. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I did. I was terrified. The first week of school, I was yeah. absolutely terrified. Yeah. Oh, actually, the first day of school when I got initiated on the bus ride home and then walked home after with like I'm pretty sure like a dick drawn on my forehead, <laughs> like. <laughs> I like remember this day so clearly because I was like walking home all embarrassed. First of all, it was four thousand degrees out, and I'm wearing my like really thick rugby sweater. You know how cranky Becky gets in the heat. Fuck. So I come up to like the main intersection, and I like remember this day better than anything. This guy on a motorcycle was going to take a left hand turn and skid it out, and he was only wearing a leather vest. Guys, if you're gonna like ride motorcycles wear full leather because you need that extra layer of skin for this reason because everywhere else on his body was fine when he hit the ground but he ripped open his entire forearm like literally like it was just like fucking split open there was blood everywhere and i've never heard someone scream fuck louder in my entire life it was horrifying it was fucking horrifying that's terrifying that was my first day of grade nine again i have a penis drawn on my forehead and i'm walking home sweating my ass off watching this guy almost die bad day that's brutal so. uh, i mean mine's not as terrible now. like i just went home and I rose get- made me a sandwich it was great <laughs> no the first day of grade nine though i did i'm not lying i i'm not making this up i swear this happened i slipped on a banana peel no you fucking did no i did i straight up did i remember i was like i saw a friend in the hallway and it thank god it was between classes it That's wasn't like in the middle of like the class change with everyone's saw in the hallway. Oh, yeah. But I saw a friend mm. and I was like, oh, hey. And I, I <laughs> walked. <laughs> yeah, like, that's exactly how it happened. And I slipped and I fell on my ass and I got up and I was like, what the hell did I slip on? And I turned around and there was a banana peel on the ground. That's actually, you know what? This is actually really amazing because I need to tell you, first of all, that's, that's humiliating and no, I love it. I Thank you for sharing. I to crawl into a hole and die. <laughs> that's okay. So we both have stories. I had a dick on my head. <laughs> You're just fucking slipping through the hole. And here we are. What the, and quite here a we pair. are. Yeah. Fucking losers 20 years later. <laughs> but so Drew's going to listen to this and I'm just preparing you he refuses to be wrong, but he's going to argue you that this story happened because apparently you can't actually slip on a banana according to his science. So just you're going to have to deal with him. Should I demonstrate in your kitchen? Yes. Because <laughs> banana peels are slippery. He's going to argue you that they are not slippery, that there's actually only one kind of banana peel that's slippery. And it's from like Brazil or something, and we just don't have it here. There was a lot of South American students at our high school. (laughs) Okay, so you just have this conversation with him because I don't remember what kind of banana it is. But when we were in Vancouver, him and Megan went on this whole fucking tangent when we were out for a walk about it. And I'm just warning you now that he's going to dispute this story. Does Megan also believe you can't slip on a banana peel? Now she does, I believe. Interesting. When you hear his side, it's it's pretty damning. But... When you experience it in your own life, it's also pretty damning. <laughs> I, no, I'm not trying to tell you what happened didn't happen, but also I can't wait. I can't. I'm just really wait. excited for him to be like, well, you know, who wants to have a bonus episode with me and Drew debate banana peels? Honestly, I'd listen to that. I would too. I'd just sit there and mediate it. It would be good. It would be really good. Can, let's just get back into. We're back this. in. Yeah, I'm so sorry. Eight guys, we just brought you into. 2008. 2008. Yeah, just a lot of flashbacks came back, you know. <laughs> so anyways, it's now July 15th, which is a whole month after the argument between the family. 
2008. George and Cindy have been notified that the vehicle Casey like fled the house in had actually been impounded. So George is like, okay, I'm going to go get it and see what's up. So he goes to the impound lot and when he gets into the car, he claimed to have been like fully overwhelmed and like taken aback by the strong smell coming from the car. So he went and like removed whatever garbage and trash was in the car. He found a big uh, bag of trash in the trunk removed that thinking like that's going to solve the smell problem right that's probably yeah what you'd assume it was but it didn't so he just continued on he's like i cleaned the car out but smells still here so i can't really do anything about it so while he's doing that cindy who is casey's mom is uh back at the house trying to track casey down because they're starting to get a little concerned i guess um so she's calling 911 a bunch um she during one of those calls to 911 uh, reports that Kaylee has been missing for over a month Mm -hmm. and demanded that they arrest Casey. Okay. And that both her and George say that the car smells like there's been a dead body in the car. Cindy has like, after the fact, um, discounted the comments that she made in the 911 call, claiming that the smell could have been garbage and not actually a dead body. So she kind of retracted that statement or just denied that. She said that, but I don't have this, like the 911 call. There's another 911 call I have, but I haven't listened to it, but there's documentation out there that she did in fact say that. So you yeah. can't really be well, like, well, 911 calls like are recorded. transcripted, right? And recorded. Yep. So, so authorities get a hold of Casey somehow and she tells them that, um, and I'm going to butcher this name. So my apologies, but she tells them that Zaneda Fernandez Gonzalez, the toddler's babysitter, the toddler being Kaylee um, has Kaylee, but um, the police have been unable to track down Zaneda. I hope I'm saying that name right. It's really pretty. Um, Or even determine whether or not um, she exists. So they're like hunting around for this babysitter who supposedly has Kaylee. And Casey's showing really no concern. She's just like, yeah, the babysitter has her, but I have no idea. And there's just kind of like, that's it. So Officer Yuri Melik, one of the missing persons unit um, officers of the Orange County, Florida Sheriff's Office, called uh, Casey a person of interest after revealing that samples of hair with similar length and color to Kaylee's were found in the trunk of the car. We'll get more into like evidence later, obviously. But uh, and then as well, at the time, a police dog trained to seek out like decomposition of human bodies also alerted its handler to the car trunk. At this point, like, uh, actually, no, that happens later. I shouldn't have put that in there. Okay. I got to, I'm going to just skip over that section because that's, (laughs) that almost was a sneaky do. Okay. Hang on. One second. (laughs) Yeah. I, you know, when you like try to like rework your timeline when Mm -hmm. you're typing it all out and you like leave something where it shouldn't be. Yes. I do that all the time. So. Uh, yeah so it, it was on july 16th the day after cindy had called 911 a bunch and they were like tracking her down that casey was then arrested after the police found out that she did not report her child missing until after like the mom did it right um and according to the police uh casey was extremely misleading about both where she worked and where the child was so they were kind of like okay we have to bring you in you're arrested like we're going to try and get your story straight which is what brings me to my next section here called confusing stories because casey tells a lot of different little lies 
or at least they've chalked them up to be lies because they don't really have any like value to them. Like every time she tells a story and they go and check it out, there's just like nothing there. Okay. You know what I mean? So it's yeah. just kind of like, ah, what, what's going on here? A little fishy. Mm-hmm. A little fishy. Okay. So there's a lot of little confusing stories. You know, it's good stuff. Good stuff. Usually when that happens, though, it means someone's lying and covering something up. Right? That's usually a safe assumption. So yeah. I, here If I, they're changing their story on their own volition, like if someone's not coercing them to yeah. change their story and they're just telling you something different, different every time you talk to yeah. them, that's not usually a good sign. Yeah. So we're going to touch on some of those confusing things. So in in Casey's original version of the events, because I've told you what's actually happened on paper thus far, mm-hmm. um, Kaylee's mother, Casey, reported her missing to police, saying that she had dropped the child off at the baby's, the sorry, the babysitter's house on June 9th. When she went to pick up uh, Kaylee, both uh, Kaylee and the babysitter had disappeared. Casey. Casey's parents had both corroborated this story until Casey's hearing later on. But then Cindy Anthony said that the last time she saw Kaylee was not on June 9th, but actually on June 15th, which is when Cindy had reported her missing. Okay. And that's also when, according to the police, they had actually talked to Casey about the missing child. So she's now claiming that she reported her missing on June 9th, but there's no actual like fact to that. Okay. So that's a couple of days there where it's like, but you didn't. And so her mom reported her missing on June 15th. Is that July what you're 15th? Oh, okay. You said June before. Oh, my apologies. Okay. So yeah. So Casey is claiming she reported her missing on June 9th. Yes, but she did not. But she didn't. And on June 15th, they had the argument. And she left. Yes. And then the parents reported her missing on July 15th. Yes. Okay. Yes. Sorry, June and July suck. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And I probably did say the wrong date for sure. I'm just, yeah, I'm just getting confused between June and July. I'm getting confused. And especially because it was like June 15th and then July 15th. I mean, that's, what are the odds of that? What are the odds? (laughs) Yeah. But so Cindy said like, no, I didn't see her on that day and she was just confused so that's kind of strange mm-hmm. that she's like all of a sudden yeah so when i wrote she who's she i need to be a little bit more clear in my notes but i know now that it's casey when casey took the police to the apartment where she said that the babysitter had lived zanita um they found that no one had actually lived in that apartment for five months okay though police have been working to like track her down at that point they just couldn't find this person that Casey had claimed was the babysitter. Mm-hmm. Officer Melick said that he didn't really deny that the babysitter existed, like the babysitter might exist, but that there had been no proof of this person actually existing and no friends or family members had ever actually seen this person. So he's like, maybe this person exists, but it doesn't really seem likely that this yeah. person's involved in this story. Right. I think he was just trying to do the right thing of not being like, you're a fucking liar. Yeah, but also. Yeah. I respect that. Yeah. There's some proof here that's showing that this person might not be included in this story here. Yeah. Casey also had numerous times throughout her like interviewing questions lied about working at Universal Studios. She did not work there. Okay. She just kept lying about where she worked and 
what was going on. So they were like, okay, like what's going on here? Like, Mm -hmm. tell us what's actually happening. You're Mm -hmm. kind of leading us in like these like circles of what's going on. So it's just like some of the little like lies that had been thrown around, like misleading stories. It wasn't even entirely like the lies thus far that had the investigators like worried or alarmed. It was more her attitude that they were concerned about with the whole scenario, which we'll we'll get into this in a second. But I, I guess she showed zero emotions and didn't seem concerned at all about what was going on, which I know we've talked about this before. You don't really know how you're going to handle something mm-hmm. or how it's going to affect you until it happens. And it is hard to judge someone's emotions and behavior in situations like yeah. this. And yeah, it is. But with that being said, I am going to judge a tiny bit here because – a, apparently your daughter's missing. You should be concerned regardless. Yeah. A yeah. level of concern should be shown. Whether it's like obvious or it's at least asked, but there was like zero written concern. Like it wasn't like, I'm worried about my daughter. Find her. She just kind of sat there. Yeah. And just. Well, I think it's, I think where it gets like behavior analysis gets sticky for me is sort of where if there was a situation where someone was showing concern, but they were showing it in a way that you did not deem normal. So if someone's sitting here saying, I am really concerned, I really want to find my daughter, but they're not crying and hysterical. Yeah. Then some people look at that and they're like, oh, you did it because you're, not you're, normal. you're too yeah. reserved, you're too composed, yeah. whatever kind of thing. But it like, but at least you're stating that you're concerned. You know what I'm saying? That's Yeah. And there's different way of sh- ways of showing or exhibiting concern. But if you're saying that- yes. There was no, there was just no, there was no conventional or unconventional methods of concern shown. That's yeah. what they were trying to say is like, yeah, they were trying That's to definitely, they were trying to also say like, yeah, abnormal. we're not trying to like an, analyze her behavior. However, in a missing child scenario, in contrast to other parents who have their children mm-hmm. go missing, this is suspicious. Yeah. Because she doesn't appear to be like, she just doesn't appear to care. Yeah. B, you've been put under arrest and deemed a person of interest maybe just maybe she should have at least acted concerned yes to that, try yeah that's gonna be my other point is that like if you had if you were smart like if you were smart i think is like a key line <laughs> maybe here. you would pretend that you were concerned even if you weren't because that is quote unquote normal yeah for a parent of a missing child yeah <laughs> So I think I didn't mention it before when I was skipping over that one section, but um, it's under arrest. Judge Stan Strickland set um, Casey's bail at 500000 with the restriction that if bail is posted, she needs to wear a GPS tracker device at all times. So I just had to go back up to that because that's like integral to my next section i just knew i missed it with that one blurby do that i skipped blurby do blurby do so on august 20th casey's bond has been paid for california bounty hunter leonard padilla offered to post bond for casey in the hopes of persuading who she would have been 22 at the time uh casey um to talk about like what happened and everything she thought like you know he might be able to get something out of her. I don't know. Okay. Did he know her? Nope. He was just a bounty hunter. Weird. Okay. Yep. So Padilla paid to have her bailed out of jail 
and um, Padilla's partner, uh, Robert Dick, great name, um, <laughs> he claims, we think she wants to talk about it, but she's in a situation where she's in over her head and she needs some help. The reason this is being done is to get her out of being in custody and able to talk about it freely. That was his quote. Okay. Fair. Okay. Fair. Like, I, I'm still confused as to why he has so much interest that he's willing to put a bail of $500,000. That's a lot of money. Yeah. Yeah. Then, 10 days later on August 30th, the bond is rescinded. I should have looked into this. I don't know if that means that they're just like, nah, I take her back. I want my money back. I don't know if that's how it works. But essentially. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. I have no idea how that works. I don't know. But Rescind so, the, the word rescinded implies that they were like, like they got no, a no, refund. No. I'm rescinding my offer of $500,000. <laughs> I have my receipt here uh, in this you person. You go back to prison and then <laughs> I get my money. <laughs> yeah. So basically Leonard's plan didn't work out the way he thought it would and she didn't tell him jack shit didn't lead him to anything that was the other thing i think he was like hoping she would like be like oh i'm gonna go check on something and then like follow her yeah i think that was like probably like the secret part of the plan <laughs> but it didn't work people were fucking pissed they were like outside protesting outside of the anthony home but yeah they just basically brought her back <laughs> to prison okay <laughs> or wherever she How was being held strange. i don't know strange all right yeah uh, but I guess shortly after this, like another group had offered to pay her bond. I don't know anything about that group. I couldn't find anything out. Okay. Yeah. Wow. I know. Like, I'm just thinking about like so many people sitting in prison who like don't have anyone to come and pay their bond. Yeah. Who and, like are and actually this in this girl has to. Yeah. Two multiple people. Slash people groups, yeah. Like multiple people that want to just pay her massive bond. Yeah to get her out of prison that's very interesting right yeah okay so now we're just gonna jump up oh like about a month and a half yeah so this is when casey uh who would have been 22 at this time again was charged and in an indictment i can never say this word word unsealed with in um intentionally killing her daughter she was also charged with aggravated child abuse aggravated manslaughter and um providing false information to law enforcement I have in brackets here, though. There was no actual proof of death yet, though. Because there was no body, right? No body. N yeah, nothing to... Okay. So I don't... What I don't understand from a legal aspect is how they were able to charge someone with all of those things without, like, a body. Yeah, I guess... Yeah, I guess what we're wondering is what evidence did they have at this point in the investigation? Not a lot. Okay. So... But she is at this point a missing person at the very least. Mm -hmm. So that's where I was just like, I don't understand that part of the time. I checked multiple times to see if like reporters just got that wrong. But nope, she was charged with that prior to a body being located. Okay. Which I, I just found suspicious. Like I, I don't understand that aspect. Maybe someone can explain that to me. Okay. So, but Kaylee's disappearance had actually like gripped the nation. Like I even remember hearing about this like mm -hmm. back then. For weeks, search teams, both professional and volunteer, they had like fanned out across central Florida looking for any trace of her. The sheriff's department has had said that it um, they believed that Kaylee was probably dead. But in response, Casey's lawyer, um, Jose Baez, said um, his client's actions will become clearer at the trial. I sincerely believe when we have finally spoken, everyone, and I mean everyone, will sit back and say, ah, now I understand that explains it. 
Again, this is before a body's been found. Okay. Okay. I'm very intrigued. Yeah. So I just – such an odd claim from a lawyer. That's – yeah. That's a, a very, very odd, bold claim. Bold, yeah. Yeah, very. But you're confident that very people are going to your side. Yeah. So October 24th, which is what, like just about a week later, um, the forensic report from the car comes out. Lab reports from the FBI found that um, the hair strand that I had mentioned just briefly earlier in the trunk of Casey's car showed, quote unquote, characteristics of apparent decomp decomposition. The hair is microscopically similar to the hair strands found on Kaylee's brush. But the report said it could not conclusively say that the hair in the trunk came from Kaylee. Like, right. we, like we've said in other episodes. Hair analysis is kind of... It's, at best. Like, yeah. it's hard. To, they can show a microscopic amount yeah. of similarity, but it is hard to be like, it's you. Yeah. You know, it's, yeah. yeah. So the state attorney's office also released an air sample report from a Tennessee lab that found chemical compounds consistent with body decomposition. I got to know how they do air samples. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I was just thinking like, they can do that? I had no idea. I had no idea. <laughs> Wow. When I read that, I was just like, that's cool. Do they just walk around with mason jars? Like, got it. Let's go. <laughs> like catching fireflies. Or like trying to capture a fart in a container. <laughs> like it's just <laughs> that's definitely a better. Yeah. Right? <laughs> you went for the sweet way. I'm like, how do I prolong this fart <laughs> forever? Like, capture a fart in a jar. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I guess you would though. Like honestly, imagine that was your job. You just take a jar and you just go in the car and you're like scoop it. Got it. And then you could be like and then you're like, okay, put a lid on it, and then you send it to the lab and you're like, and you this probably air. get paid three hundred thousand a year. <laughs> <laughs> and you're at the top of your field. Right? What's your job title? I scoop air. I'm a forensic air scientist. <laughs> I don't know. It's just so cool. That's so cool. Yeah, that's great. I'm not making fun of that role. No, no. I, no, I like. Well, I wish I went down that road. How, how do I get wish this I job? I became an air an analyst. <laughs> a fart, analyst. A fart analyst. <laughs> we are children. <laughs> we are children. Um, so chemicals that were in the air samples were also consistent with a decompositional event that could have been of human origin. Come on, we got to simplify the language just a little bit, guys, because. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, they're like smells like dead body. Of human origin, yes. Yes, could be human origin, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the tests also found chloroform residue on portions of the trunk, mm. which is interesting because most people's trunks don't have chloroform residue. Oh, yours doesn't? Mm -hmm. Well, I'm not saying mine doesn't. I'm just saying most people's. <laughs> That's how I get Luke everywhere. Yeah. yeah. Where do you think Drew is right now? <laughs> just hurled up. In the I'm car. like, we got to go to a family dinner. He's yeah, like, what? Gone. And then he's, just, he's, he's just, there. Surprise, we're there. <laughs> he has no idea. <laughs> Don't worry, I'll do it to him again before he edits this part. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I feel obligated <laughs> Not that I don't do that. I actually love him. Believe it. When the cops are going to show up at our door one day, they're like, um. You make far too many jokes about murdering Drew. We're going to have to just. Oh, I love it. I, I promise. That's not the case at all. He's the best. Okay. So we're fast forwarding a little bit. December 11th. Skeletal remains are found. Okay. Imagine if I was just like, we're stopping here. <laughs> I'd be like, where? We're stopping pretty close to here, though. But Okay. <clears throat> okay. So so bones of a young girl were found in a bag in a wooded area less than half a mile from the Anthony family home. The person who discovered the bones was a utility worker named Ray Cronk. Really cool name. Yeah. 
I mean, yeah. I love it. I do have his 911 call here, but I did not have time to listen to it, so I'm not going to play it just yet. Maybe I'll play it in part two after reviewing it first. Apologies. But Ray Head, and this had been documented, called the police, urged them to search the area back in August when, like, the search was, like, high pressure of, of the time. But police okay. responded, sent, like, twice to investigate, and nobody was found at that time. Okay. Remember, this is December now. Mm. So I'm assuming maybe he just, like, lives nearby and knows that might be, like, a secluded area, maybe. I don't know. Um, but all, I had and also... He, he discovered the body? Yeah. So he called them to ask them to search the area. So I'm assuming he just went and searched it himself. Possibly. But this, like, next part, um, Leonard Padilla, remember him, the bounty hunter, he had claimed that, like, from learning from locals, that this... Um, area of the forest was actually like a regular spot for locals to quote unquote toss their garbage and bury their pets so i don't know if it was actually like a secluded area or if people did just go there and toss junk and shit and Mm -hmm. bury their animals maybe ray was out doing something like that or maybe he's suspicious i don't know i don't think Mm -hmm. he's a suspicious character in this story no i'm again i'm just assuming that he I, he, like, I think I he went go to go search, search yeah. myself because like I called yeah. the police and they didn't find anything, but maybe I can find something. Yeah. Like sometimes it takes multiple searches of the same area to find something. Yeah. Depending and fresh on the eyes. And, 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 yeah. Yeah. So December 20th, which is again, just about a week later, the remains are confirmed to be Kaylee's. Okay. The Orange County uh, Chief Medical Examiner reports that the bones showed no evidence of trauma and that Kaylee's death is being ruled a homicide of undetermined means. The bones had apparently shown no evidence of trauma before Kaylee died and the death is being ruled. Oh, I have that in here twice. Whoopsie. Um, And the medical examiner was Dr. Jan. It's a last name that is going to be fun for me. Garavaglia. I'm going to go with Garavaglia. Okay. Uh, so Dr. Jan Garavaglia, the medical examiner, asked for a toxicology test to be for the remains. But with um, like the advanced state of decomposition, it basically just like prevented investigators from being able to pinpoint the exact cause, date, and time of death. Okay. So it was just too far. It was too just long. Too far. Yeah. Um, I did read that there was duct tape over this, like the jaw. And the nose of the like skeletal remains of her skull. So I don't, I don't like when they're like, oh yeah, no evidence of trauma. And it's like, well, when you're finding duct tape on the skull, I'm going to say there's trauma, even if it's not like physically evident, like, yeah, that's not, that's quite unusual. It is. So I, I'm realizing now I thought I made part one really long. I made part one really short. So part two is really long. Okay. But we're stopping here. Okay. Yeah. I wanted to leave it suspenseful because yes. it's the court and trial. That's the. That's when you're going to get into That's it. the crazy yeah. shit. Okay. Like it's. Okay. I just wanted to give like the the foundational stuff. And then you guys are really going to get it in part two. Yeah. Yeah. So this wasn't a very long one, but. That's okay. That's okay. Sometimes we need to set it up. Sometimes you got to do it in two parts, but just like you got to cut it where it makes sense though. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I feel like it makes more sense to be exactly even. Yeah. Because yeah, I feel the next one's going to be much longer, but we're stopping here. Okay. We're stopping here.
That's, we're gonna wrap it up. We're wrapping that one up. Wrap it up so we can go eat dinner go eat. and then record part two. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I just want to just split it up a little bit. All right, I'm I, I'm on the edge of my seat. Like I Good. I wanted to hear part two. Good. You're gonna have to wait. I'm not telling you anything about it until we record. So don't even ask. Okay. I, well, no, I won't. I wouldn't. Yeah. I would honestly. I would just never make you tell me twice. Yeah, that would be tiring. That just would be it? pointless, right? Yeah. <laughs> So, so yeah. do, do you have your closing notes ready this time, Haley? <laughs> oh my God. Well, I didn't have the note. That's true. Now you do, though. I do. Okay. So sign up to be super cool and join our cult of extremely awesome people who love true crime at www.patreon.com slash how to not get killed. And if you ever want to chat and connect with us, you can send us an email to how to not get killed at gmail.com. Or you can DM us or comment on our posts on Instagram at how to not get killed. And you can follow us on Twitter at H2MGK. You can also check out our website and shop our merch at www.howtonotgetkilled.com. So yeah, thanks for listening. Yeah, thank you. Keep it sleazy. And see ya. Don't go to Florida and be hot all the time. Apparently it makes you crazy yeah want to kill people yeah i mean at least that's my experience all right <laughs> keep it sleazy okay bye, bye. <laughs>